The inmates take over the insane asylum. I've been presenting an objective view of history. So sorry. It seems objectivity meaning non-distorted by emotion or personal bias is now an unacceptable word for the divisity victimization Gestapo. By being objective and looking at facts it seems makes it impossible to perpetuate the many systematic racist myths, such as most cops are racist. Since facts and objectivity hurt there I want to destroy America goals, the idiots some of you are supporting have labeled objective a racially sensitive word, like master bedroom, manhole cover, blackmail and master's golf tournament. It seems it takes hard work, something these folks are not used to, in order to dig up the lunacy like this that is needed to keep the systematic racism myth alive. Reverse racism however is very easy to find because it is a fact and all around us. Just look at how much higher an Asian needs on the SAT compared to a black applicant to get into Harvard. Moreover, Facebook sponsors most whom are eunuchs when threatened by the left-wing Gestapo will continue to pull their ads. They are told that the problem is those of us who continue to stand up and call out the real danger to democracy, BLM Marxist, Antifa aka left-wing KKK, and the other radical idiots, who burn and loot, denigrate our flag and now even our national anthem. I support a boycott of those NFL eunuchs and their sponsors that will dare to allow a separate black anthem before the first game. There is not a better for these low lives to piss good people off and to further deepen our divide and they know it. How did this all happen? I lived through these years and watched its progression. Part 1 of my objective conclusion follows. Black Revolution Instead of the long-standing civil rights goal of equal opportunity advocated by moderate sensible black leaders and white liberals like me who worked together to eliminate actual racist behavior of the time, when black power movement decided they were going to go at it without whites, they decided equal opportunity is not enough and began to play the angry, race victim card, rather than compete using the American value of merit-based achievement. Moreover, the voices of sane, moderate black civil rights leaders were drowned out by the louder radical, divisive, racist, anti-American, anti-Semitic, and often criminal elements. As the words of these dangerous radical fringe element leaders became the new norm, the reversal of Western civilization's moral compass began while common sense and sanity were lost. The inmates had indeed taken over the insane asylum. Black Muslims Among the most outspoken black people who changed the civil rights agenda was Malcolm X, formerly Malcolm Little. He was a guy in trouble with the law. This black Muslim extremist demanded not only equality, but also a black revolution in response to the oppression and inequality black people have experienced. Malcolm X looked at the history of the black people in America and pointed out how the country was still suffering from slave mentality on the part of both the white establishment and black thinking. Malcolm X somehow identified with the Muslim faith, although the Quran condoned slavery, and Arabs had long been the major slave traders in Africa. Black Panthers Eldridge Cleaver made the issue literally black and white, all of us must take a stand for or against the freedom of your people. You must be with your people or against them. You are either part of the solution or part of the problem. In his book, Soul on Ice, Cleaver aired black grievances against white society, and like Malcolm X, pointed out that black anger was rooted in hundreds of years of psychological oppression by whites. Cleaver went on to become the minister of the Black Panther Party. Huey Newton along with Bobby Seale, embraced the teachings of Malcolm X and founded the Black Panther Party, which is when the counterculture enemies of America began their ongoing guerrilla war. We have two evils to fight, capitalism and racism. We must destroy both racism and capitalism, said Newton. Their agenda was nothing less than revolution. To protect blacks from alleged police brutality, the Black Panthers advocated arming black people with weapons with which to defend them. Cleaver made that clear when he said, no force can stop us from achieving our goal. 
If it is necessary to destroy the U.S. of America, then let us destroy it with a smile on our faces. His words are similar to the recent remarks from the current insane leadership of the BLM. Furthermore, Cleaver's attempt to destroy the morale of black troops in Vietnam was a blatant act of treason that was never pursued by authorities. I am the Minister of Information of the Black Panther Party, and I am speaking to you for the party, but I want to put a personal note into this because I know you niggers have your minds all messed up about black organizations, or you wouldn't be flunkies for the white organization, the USA- for whom you have picked up the gun. Either quit the army, now, or start destroying it from the inside. You need to start killing the racist pigs who are over there giving you orders. Kill General Abrahams and his staff, all his officers. Sabotage supplies and equipment, or turn them over to Vietnamese people. You should start now weeding out traitors amongst you. It is better to do it now than to allow them to return home to help the pigs wipe us out. The Panthers preaching about revolution and armed struggle was a very credible threat to American society. They were well organized, highly motivated, well armed, and trained. And unfortunately, the new tough talk appealed more to the gut of the black masses than the slow steady gains and the reasoned inclusive work of the civil rights movement. In fact, a late 1960s Wall Street Journal poll in four metropolitan areas indicated that a clear majority of blacks strongly supported both the goals and methods of the Black Panthers. Their supporters were happy to parrot some of the irrational nonsense of the revolutionary group. Many of these idiots are now highly paid professors in public universities brainwashing our children. Their party line included Exemption of all black men from military service. Freedom for all black men in all jails. A UN plebiscite for a black colony, with the purpose of determining the will of the black people as to their national destiny. 40 acres and two mules as restitution for slave labor and mass murder of blacks. Well, at least they got more than the two mules they asked for, as dozens of stubborn, braying asses populate black leadership in and out of Congress. The angry black rhetoric, can still be heard in today's rap, loud-mouthed black caucus politicians, featherbedding academics who teach divisive useless hyphenated academic courses and the Black Lives Matter, PLM, movement puppets being played by their extortionist leaders and by a left-wing billionaire. This radical claptrap becomes the creaked foundation for all the black movements, extortion, riots and other failures to follow. These leader losers helped conduct the chorus of other groups looking to overthrow the status quo or to also cash in on the diversity con game. The Young Lords Party platform sounded a similar ignorant note to that of the Panthers for a Puerto Rican slash Latin audience. In every way we are slaves of the gringo. Our Latin brothers and sisters, inside and outside the US are oppressed by American, sick, business. All the colored and oppressed people of the world are one nation under oppression. No Puerto Rican should serve in the US army against his brothers and sisters, for the only true army of oppressed people is the people's army to fight all rulers. The time has come for revolutionary war against the businessman, politician and police. The unrealistic revolutionary Black Panther platform of 1966 helped set the stage for the acceptance of closed and hyphenated groups such as African Americans and Arab Americans, who identify themselves first by race, national origin, religion, or gender, and rarely as proud Americans. Our country could now be symbolized as a tattered patchwork quilt, rather than the melting pot that turned immigrants and natives into the steel that built America's businesses and fought fascism. Moreover, as rational thought continues to be silenced by political correctness, the metastasizing minority squeaky will winds on and on, demanding more oil to quiet its shrill sound. Though the Black Panther leaders were eventually killed, incarcerated, or given high-paid university and government positions, they managed to inspire many blacks, other ethnic and protected groups, and their left-wing supporters to continue to angrily fight, disrespect, 
and undermine the greatest democracy the world has ever known. The class warfare and victim mentality that still permeates the black community spread to the new left-wing, Hispanics, Muslims, disabled, LGBT, and women's rights movements. Furthermore, our brainwashed children are now being taught to respect and legitimize, rather than condemn, dangerous radicals such as Malcolm X. Malcolm X did not mince words. I'm not an American. He sputtered. America is a nightmare. America practices slavery. The white man is the common enemy. Naturally, Time magazine heralded him during Black History Month. And let's not forget other radical troublemakers, such as Angela Davis, Eldridge Cleaver, and Bobby Seale, who are now presented as role models to our brainwashed students. I have watched with horror as our schools and media celebrated the deepening schism they call diversity, not seeing that it rips apart the moral fabric that binds us together as Americans. While minority groups are using diversity as a weapon to slice the American whole into separate, angry, unmanageable pieces, many of us long for the togetherness of this cohesive and proud country that was propelled by the vibrant energy of President Kennedy. He spoke of a new generation of Americans, participating in the world's greatest democracy to create a new vision of the future. The Tattered Patchwork Quilt Though Kennedy's legacy and dreams have faded, the seeds of irrationality, reverse discrimination, blackmail, negativity, diversity, threat, and extortion sowed by the black extremists around that time continue to sprout noxious weeds. As a logicality, divisive, ignorant, radical and revolutionary dialogue and action were being introduced and accepted by a large percentage of the population, the whole USA, rather than just a few individuals, southern states, or specific businesses, was now seen as the enemy. I watched sadly as black reverse racism permeated the North, at a time when we should have been celebrating how racism against blacks was declining dramatically in the South and the rest of the country. Part of the Kennedy legacy was his call for Congress to bring forth civil rights legislation. Lyndon Johnson, a master politician fearful of black tension and aware of the need to eliminate discrimination, passed the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The Civil Rights Act was groundbreaking legislation, aimed at ending all forms of discrimination based on race, color, gender, religion, and national origin. Congress also debated the issues of racial preferences and proportional representation. The result of the debate was the adoption of Section 703J of the Act, which states that nothing in the Act shall be interpreted to require any employer, to grant preferential treatment to any individual or group because of race, of such individual or group in order to maintain a racial balance. Senators Clark and Case, who steered that section of Title VII through the legislative process, left no doubt about Congress's intent in at the time. Read this. Any deliberate attempt to maintain a racial balance, whatever such balance might be, would involve a violation of Title VII because maintaining such a balance would require an employer to hire or refuse to hire on the basis of race. It must be emphasized that discrimination is prohibited to any individual. Like so of the many best intentions, few of us who celebrated the passage of the Civil Rights Act realized how it would be bastardized into a weapon of mass destruction no one would have predicted that the intent of the act would be reversed 180 degrees to legitimize reverse discrimination against whites, or to have quotas based on skin color and race used as a substitute for picking the most qualified person for the job or for admission to school. Moreover, no one could have predicted that black politicians and leaders of the EEOC, and other government agencies, would misuse the legislation to help them, as we will prove, to extort business, media, and associations with deep pockets. By keeping their bumbling, corrupt, empty suit puppet Joe in his basement and away from debates with Trump he might win, but the country will lose like never before. 
You all have seen recently that there is no will or anyone with balls on the left to stand up against this current black power revolution against Western civilization. After freeing the criminals, defunding the police, color and sex over merit and silencing all opposing views, the device slash victimization extortionists will ready for the sting and those who love this great country and its values will be the mark for the biggest, ongoing, systemic racist con game in our history. Time for the woke to wake up before it's too late.